0: The Boss Man Show as promised. We're joined by the Falcons, beat writer, Philanna Ledbetter, the AJC here with me on the Boss Man Show. D Led, what's going on with you, man? How was your bye week?
1: Oh, uh, man, not too much. Everything's going well. The bye week was good. Uh, got in a couple, a uh, little, little rest, a little bit of work, and uh, back ready to finish out the season here with the Falcons, with the tra- trading deadline passing today and them not
0: getting any help for that defense. Yeah. I, I saw that I saw where they traded Clinton Dix to the to the Redskins. I'm pretty sure we could we could have gave them a fifth round pick for Dix and bring him to help that back in because the Falcons back in, as you and I both know, are hurting bad talent wise and in play.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Especially when you factor in uh that they're gonna get some compensatory picks for uh, Don Terry Poe and Adrian Claiborne leaving that. Uh, they could very well have uh, parted with the fourth-round pick here uh, to, to, you know, shore up that defense for this season. You got that right, and
0: you got Jared back, which is good. Deion Jones is maybe a few games away, depending on what Coach Quinn says Be in eight games. so. We, but still, you, when you're going right out there, Beltho, Richards, bleeding Ray Wilson out there in the back end, Casey is playing good, but he's still a backup. So you gotta shift that back in and I think a movers they they gonna rule D late is this. It didn't Eric green when they had a chance, games in Carolina and those guys are five and two on a run, on a good roll right now, and the Falcons are at three and four, still close to the wild card, but I like thought the division may be out of their hands based on the moves they made on that defense
1: there. Yeah, but uh, I mean it's a lot of football left. I don't like counting games with uh, you know, half of the season still left to play. It don't make sense really. I mean, yeah, they're uh, three games back with nine to play. So that, that don't really mean anything. And you got a head-to-head coming up. But I know people started counting it that way. But, uh, you know, the defense is so bad that, you know, every game's a, a mystery or goes down to the end when it do not it don't need to be that way. If you can get a safety that shuts some plays down. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Deion's going to come back, and that's going to help. But uh, uh, the safety position, I, I'm fine with Casey at free safety. And uh, I don't think the quarterbacks are going to play that bad again, uh, the way they played against the Giants. Uh, they'll be fine. And I'm fine with how Duke Riley and Foye Oolikon are taking over for Deion. But the one thing I'm not uh, that they need help is that free safety. That's the position where you got to shut down the running game. And, uh, you know, they need to do that against, The uh, Redskins, and uh, certainly Sherrod Neesman is uh, the guy they seem to be going with and hanging their head on, a guy that they cut and didn't want to resign. But uh, he he got all the snaps against the Giants, uh, and it looks like they're moving away from Richard.
0: And also, uh, the Lions banged up. You lost Fusco with Levitre on that line. I know they signed a guy today who they used to have, I think, and they also signed another guy during the bye week for the Lions. So how you feeling about that old line? Because right now, Matt's running for a life, if you ask me, more more than usual, if you ask me. Tevin Coleman not really getting anything going in the running game, and Edo Smith, so that Lions little shit shake up there in front of Matt and the running backs there.
1: Yeah, they, they got the two guards, uh, Ben Garland and Wes Weiser, that they basically tried to replace with uh, Brandon Fusco and Andy Levitre. Uh, so they went out and signed Zane Beatles today. He played with the uh, 49ers, and then they got the veteran, Austin Pasteur. And uh, it was kind of funny that uh, the uh, depth chart just came out for uh, this game and they got Pasteur as the backup right guard. So uh, they're not real happy with Garland. I don't think they... I think he'll be on a short loose here as uh, Pastor can try to get back in game shape. And uh, Zane Beatles is uh, 31. He's a veteran. He's played 100 and uh, made 115 starts. So if Schweitzer and uh, uh, Garland can't get the running game going, they got some old guys to run out there and uh, try to tighten up that offensive line. Yeah, because I feel like...
0: It wouldn't be so much on Matt if we could get Tevin Coleman to get him going a little bit more and getting, you know, Edo Smith going. But delayed, I don't know if you've noticed this now, but it seems like we have two we have two runs. We have a toss crack to the outside and an inside zone, a little bit of outside zone out of 12 personnel or 11 personnel. I feel like there needs to be more creativity in the run game for the Falcons going forward. I think to give Matt some little relief off of throwing the ball around, it, it, just get the, move the ball down the field all, all, all game long.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, what the problem is, is that, uh, you know, the run game's not getting you much, just 80 yards a game. I don't care how you run, if you run straight-eye formation, but uh, that's not going to uh, The thing is, is that people going to stop paying attention to those play-action fakes. Uh, Ryan has to throw off for those play-action fakes. That's a big part of offense. People are like, well, we're going to shut down the run and not pay any attention to these play-action fakes. So uh, that's a big problem. they got to stick with the run. see more stretch handoff runs where the bootleg comes out of that as opposed to the uh, dives and the the toss sweeps. The tosses are not working, uh, uh, but they keep trying them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> successfully each week. You see, I'm like, why, why, why? I'm going like, why? And it's always the short side of the field to the toss. That's the thing that burns my soul. It's always saying short side of the field. If I'm going to run a toss, I'm going to run to the open side of the field where it's more green than it is on the short side of the field. But that's what start, what Sark doing right now. I don't agree with it, but Coach Quentin love it, and, I, we, and, and we'll go with it, I guess. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to do an old
1: coffin thing where – uh, you know, more people are on the, the strong side, so on the, uh, on, the, on the short side, you can try to overpower fewer people and uh, get it going that way. Uh, I've seen, uh, seen uh, them do that back in the day with Jack McNeil at Boston College, and uh, it's definitely a college move where you're trying to run your uh, better, better guys on the short side against their, their lesser guys because they're going to put the big guys on the wide side.
0: Now, uh, Matt Bryant, uh, I know he's going to kick on Thursday. Is he looking good for this week, or we'll see how George O for one more week at least?
1: Yeah, um, you know, boss, man, you know the coach we all know this, and by now the coach is always too optimistic with these injuries. That's a 43-year-old guy. We know the, we know the hamstrings, a six-week injury. Yes, so, indeed. Uh, you know, they're, they're – so we, we, you know, we ain't going to call the coach a liar here, but uh, we, know, we know that uh, he's just trying to uh, get the other team ready and see if they're going to prepare for, for, for both kickers when we kind of know that the guy ain't kicking on Thursday. Uh, and we know his hamstring ain't ready. So, you know, we could let coach say that and put it out there, but we know that uh, I'm not expecting him to kick this week, short of the story here.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, 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 a lot of fans hit me up about, about Julio Jones like getting a touchdown. This is my thing. Julio on that field, he attracts at least two people, sometimes three. And over, over, over the really scoring because of Julio. Hooper's playing well because Julio is Muhammad still missing and hard engaging in and getting touches because Julio been out there attracting attention. So I'm trying to tell the fans here, let's not look at the, the touchdown, look at what the guy's doing. Leading the league in receiver almost still, and he's not scoring a touchdown, but whatever. But his presence alone opens up the open up the whole offense the Falcons want to run. Yeah, no question about it, boss man. Those are the
1: fantasy people that uh are complaining about the touchdowns. Uh, the real football people know that Julio is uh, uh, drawing coverages. I mean, you've seen walk-in touchdowns in each of these last games where Cooper just walks in uh, or Coleman just walks in because everybody's looking at Julio. So, uh, you know, you, Calvin Raleigh's got six touchdowns off of Julio. So, uh, you know, that's what Sarkeesian's doing. He's playing off of Julio. They got three people, two people for sure, looking at him then, you know, somebody else has got a one-on-one. And so the other guys are winning their one-on-one matchups, and uh, I believe they're 54% on third downs that way, and they're topping the red zone, even after we, uh, you know, after they were really bad in the red zone against the Eagles. Now, D-Led,
0: talk about this. Uh, Austin Hooper's development has been amazing. I feel like the OTA's OTAs, working with Matt outside of the OTAs really helped him develop. And this, this guy's playing well when he's one on one matchups on the back end. So he, he's a threat now on the back end where you go, or you can go trips and have him on the tight end side alone. He's winning his matchups. He's causing problems in the middle of the field. Hoover's development means really helped his offense go to a new level this year, D led. Yeah, no doubt. He spent uh, time with uh, Matt Ryan
1: and uh you know was working his schedule around matt matt was staying home uh with the uh, you know the twins and so forth so uh matt uh, and hooper have a new chemistry now that they hadn't had uh before we saw that in pittsburgh where they uh they tried to they took everything away and left hooper open he caught nine balls uh so they built on the trust from that game and Followed it up with another uh, game where he caught a lot of balls against the uh, Bucs and uh, against the Giants. So uh, that's definitely been a new weapon, a certain addition. Uh, you know, he's on pace for putting up some pretty good numbers
0: this year. Last one I got for you, the DeLay, is this. We see more of Marvin Hall running deep routes because Coach Quinn talked about his – because Marvin Hall hit on a deep route last year and a, another game he hit on a deep route. So do you feel like we'll see more of him in the offense with Sanu out there and Ridley giving a little a blow and trying to run Marvin on, on, a, on a diagonal across the field or or a deep end or a deep post or a go route to get it, the defense to go over the top a little bit more there?
1: Yeah, that's a backside post they threw. Uh, you know, a lot was going on on the other side, and uh, they knew Norris Jenkins was back there by himself, and uh, Marvin can go get it. So, uh, yeah, I would think you're going to definitely try that some more. Uh, definitely uh, with teams that, uh, you know, try to match up man and bring the safeties into the boxing uh, down on Julio, and then you're going to leave that backside corner um, in one on one. So, you got to take her shots,
0: whether it's with Ridley, Julio, or uh, Marvin Hall. Yes, indeed. d hey, man, thank you for your time again today, man. Look forward to seeing you down the road here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, man. A good trip to D.C. this weekend. Hope we get to come back that win now.
1: All right, boss man, we'll do what we can up there.
0: That's it, D, folks. That's my man for D. The better on the Boss Man Show. My name is
2: you're just talking that you do
4: Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone.
2: or Twitter at Coach CoachTWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. williams 24 or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
0: Man, show from the out there in Oklahoma City. My man Eric Horn joined me on the boss show. Eric, man, how things tonight out there in the OKC? Man,
5: oh, it's wonderful, man. Weather's great, can't complain. Uh Thunder could be playing better, but you know, they got an opportunity tonight.
0: Yes, indeed. Started off 1-4 and four this year. Russ missed a few games out there, man. Do you contribute a start to this Russ being out and not, not having that rhythm together right now that they'll get together real soon because Russ is going to get going, PG is going to get going, everybody be together again once more?
5: Well, it's, it's more than that. Um, you know, Russell's a big deal. Uh, they missed him against Golden State. They missed him in the game against the Clippers last week. But, um. They played well enough defensively against Golden State to be able to win that game. Um, The trouble has just been shooting overall. Um, Not just Russell, but Paul George has been streaky. You know, Patrick Patterson is the guy who they were counting on to make some outside shots. He just got really going in the last five quarters or so. So they really had some difficulties. I mean, they're they're the worst shooting team in the league right now through five games in terms of three-point percentage, free-throw percentage, and overall shooting percentage. So... They just gotta get some shots to fall, and um, it's not just Russell in that department.
0: Yes, indeed. Because like, like you said, you know Paul George is streaky. You know you got Daniel Schroeder, who I had here in Atlanta. He, he's real streaky as well. You know Jeremy Grant, those guys. You know, all streak shooters there. So you to get consistent in that regard, so they can get they kind of jail as a team there. So they can all make this happen and that defensively. How's school Donovan talking about the defense so far? He I know he's a big guy on defense, so how's he feeling about the defense that you they those guys are playing right now? Yeah, what, what was that last part? I said how's he feel about the defense those, those guys are playing right, right now?
5: Wait, say
0: that one more time. I'm sorry. I'll, oh okay, i said the defense of Code Donovan how the defense the team is playing right now in the first five games of the season I know you lost some games but how's he talking about the defensively how those guys are playing so far?
5: Uh, you know, that's been a mixed bag, too. Um, you know, they'll put in a good couple of quarters. Uh, they haven't put in a full 48 minutes defensively, um, basically, since the first game against Golden State. You know, last couple nights ago against the Suns, they looked better, but it's the Suns, and the Suns aren't a very good team. Um, they came apart in the fourth quarter once they kind of let their guard down. So they still yet to put in a full 48. Um, it will be interesting to see if they can tonight against the Clippers. Uh, you know, nerlens Noel has been a guy who's been very impactful and, and energetic for them off the bench. He started last game for Steven Adams, had 20 and 15, and four steals. So he's a guy that they kind of bring some defensive energy. And um, they're still struggling to kind of get some cohesiveness on that end, particularly without Andre Robinson.
0: And speaking of Andre Robinson, when will he be back? I know he had a setback in rehab. He's going to reevaluate in two months. I believe that was a story out there. Um, what's the word on him?
5: That that still kind of remains to be seen. You know, they're not going to rush him back. Um, you know, he, he tore or he ruptured that that um, that patella tendon in his left knee in January 27th of 2018. So it's coming up. Um, you know, it's coming up on 10, 11 months since he's been in a game. Um, you know, he's going to be reevaluated in early December, uh, and you know, it, it would it would be ideal if he could come back within that month, but. This is a guy who relies so much on his athleticism, his lateral quickness. They want him to be as comfortable as possible on the floor um, because he's a real difference maker defensively. So there's not really a timetable for when he's going to be back. It's just a matter of when he's comfortable, and um, he's, he's cleared by the doctor's.
0: And uh, speaking of uh, that, do you feel like once he returns, the OKC will jump into maybe that top four range of the Western Conference or they will still be a 5-8 team when once Andre gets healthy and gets going again?
5: Look, look, unless Andre Robertson comes back and is miraculously hitting free throws and jump shots, I don't think that his defensive talents are going to be enough for them to get into the top four. Um, they've still got to show that they can have cohesive offense. And, and Andre Robertson does make their offense better in this sense. He's a great cutter. He's a guy who's selfless. He's a good offensive rebounder. His, ball, his uh, off-ball movement really helps them. He gets out in transition. Um, you know, he, he shot a career high from the field last year because he was good around the rim. Uh, look, if he comes back and he's the athlete he was before, he can certainly help their offense in that regard but they're still going to struggle against elite defenses to spread the floor. So that's why I wouldn't say that right now they're a top-four team in the West. The West is loaded. They've got to show me a little bit more offensively and show that they've improved in that regard before I say that they're going to be a top-four team.
0: Exactly. And I see they extended an option on on Ferguson there. And also, now, so we're and Paul George, to me, it seemed like the flexibility for the team uh, going forward is kind of shocking, right? So... What moves could they make to improve this team
5: offensively if they want to do that at the deadline here? Well, there's still a lot of time for that. I mean, obviously, every team in the league would like to add an additional shooter. The price for shooting is just so high that I don't know if the Thunder is going to be able to go get somebody that's going to completely revamp their their offense in terms of the – or, or not revamp their offense necessarily, but, but make it into this dynamic top five group. You know, it's important to keep in mind this, too. The Thunder was a top-ten offense in the league last year, and that was with, you know, limited perimeter shooting in terms of, you know, the guys that you typically think about, like those Steph Curry calibers or those Clay Thompson calibers. Um, they were a top-ten offense, and they got off to a terrible start last year, too. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that there's still going to be a very good offense this season. But I don't know if there's any particular person that they can go get that's going to make them a great offense themselves. But look, the most important thing for them is for Russell Westbrook and Paul George to be more efficient offensive players. Those are the guys that are going to have the ball in their hands more than anybody. Russell Westbrook has to be better than whatever he shot from the free throw line uh, in the past two seasons. He went from an 82% uh, percent free throw shooter in his MVP season to like a 72% free throw shooter last season. That's a 10 point drop, man. If that guy's going to get to the line 10 times a game, he's got to make a better percentage than that. Uh, You know, Paul George has got to get to the line more. He's got to be less streaky. So the guys that have the ball in their hands have to ascend to the levels of some of these other elite talents in the NBA. Westbrook and Paul George have to be more efficient, and that in tune will help some of the other guys be more efficient as well.
0: Yeah, because I feel like, you know, those, if those going to get rolling, man, that's a, that's a hell of a duo to have, PG and Russ out there with those role players. You can get them all going and jail at the same good time. I think it would be a great thing. It could, it could scare somebody. It might not win the series, but it could scare somebody in the playoffs there. Now, has Coach Donovan discussed rotations with you guys? Is he kind of going to use the first 10 games or so to kind of see his rotations here? Or is just kind of derailed him getting a true rotation he wants to go with going forward?
5: Well, you Donovan's a guy who likes to mix, mix and match. Last year was a little bit different because you had to kind of balance the ego of Carmelo Anthony, so you it was really difficult for him to move Carmelo out of that starting spot. Carmelo started 78 games last season where he probably shouldn't have, and he probably, frankly, shouldn't have started in the playoffs or played the bulk of the minutes because he's just a declining player. But now you've got a little bit more flexibility there um, with him out. You know, you can have lineups where – you know, you have a Patrick Patterson or a Jeremy Graham on any given night. You can you can even have a situation where, you know, he might want to experiment with playing uh, Dennis Schroeder as a starter, a shooting guard, if he wants to experiment there. Um, but really more important than the starting position is who's playing the bulk of the minutes. Um, you know, right now he's starting Terrence Ferguson, but Terrence Ferguson is not going to be a guy who's going to get the bulk of the minutes A shooting guard. That'll probably be, you know, rookie Hunter Diallo, Alex Sabrinas, who's a guy who can spread the floor. And then, um, you know, he might be able to work in a guy like Abdul Nader as he gets more conditioned because he missed the entire preseason. So, yeah, Donovan's going to be fluid with his rotations throughout the year. He likes to play a starting unit, you know, pretty, pretty much together for as much as possible. When Robertson comes back, he's probably going to have Robertson entrenched in that starting unit. But as of now, I think it's kind of an open season when it comes to the shooting guard and the power forward positions.
0: I hear that, man. So let me ask you this, brother. You know, Dan Schroeder, a guy I know pretty well from his time in Atlanta. How's he fitting that locker room so far, and what's his role going to be going forward? Uh, will he be playing some guard with Russ and PG out there, or he just be redoing second unit thing, playing a little bit here or there with them guys, switching picking a little bit, depending on how the, the nights go there?
5: No, so it's it's, it's going to be a mix, you know. Like uh, Schroeder is a guy who's going to have to play with the Westbrook. He's one of their best four or five players, um, he can add a level of, um, you know, ball handling and, and kind of some dynamicism, dynamicism to that uh, to that lineup with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. He's another guy who can get the rim. He's good in pick and roll. Uh, he has a pretty solid chemistry with both Nerlens Noel and Steven Adams in that pick and roll lob game. So it's a situation where he's going to have to play more minutes. Sometimes you're going to see Dennis Schroeder closing games. Uh, he started to get a little bit more confidence uh, as the season has gone on. He hasn't been outstanding defensively yet. I don't think anybody on the Thunder has in particular, except for for Noel. But um, you know, this is a guy who you know they're they're spending fourteen, fifteen million dollars a year to keep him here. Um, that's a guy that's got to play heavy minutes for you, and it's got to be with the with Westbrook and George.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, Eric, I tell you what, brother, I look forward to seeing you guys when you guys come to Atlanta, man. Good for hope to meet you in person and seeing you guys see what you guys got to offer for these Hawks here who are tanking as usual. That's what we do here, we take, man. So
5: it's a it's re- a it's a rebuilding effort. So um, that's kind of understandable.
0: But yeah, they got they got a promising future. Yes, Cindy, Eric, you have a great night tonight. Hope you beat the Clippers tonight, man. And talk to you real soon, brother. All right, thanks. All right. oh, 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 oh
7: It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know all the stars are closer all the stars are closer. tell me what you're
3: gonna do to me confrontation ain't nothing new to me you could bring a bullet bring a sword bring a morgue but you can't bring the truth to me
8: alexa play kendrick lamar and scissor okay with amazon music a voice is all you need get tens of millions of songs download the amazon music app today
0: King of Jared the Man Show. We're joined by the MMQB's Andy Benodi on the Man Show. Andy, how things be with you, my good brother?
9: Hey, Jr. I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Since the Falcons have won some games here lately, <laughs>
9: <laughs> doing yeah, three, you know, three and three and four—they're more in it than people think. I, I, you know, they're not in it. I mean, they're not leading, but three and four—no team's ever been eliminated at three and four
0: got yeah, there right I want to talk today about the, the Cleveland Browns miss Andy um hard knocks kind of gave us a, a glimpse of it but what was really the breaking point for the Hugh Jackson Todd Haley's firings of Monday here uh after 78 games this this year
9: yeah I think my sense you know I don't know this for sure I'm not on the inside there but my sense is management was saying you know what neither of these Hugh Jackson it's not like he's an epic coach and Todd Haley's not flawless and these two guys are not worth the bickering and it's it's complicating matters for other people in this building and other people on our team so those are two big personalities or unique personalities Haley's a big personality uh, and I've heard of people who have worked with them before. You've heard that, and that everyone's going to deal with that differently, and not everyone's going to like it. So I think the Browns felt it wasn't worth it. I'm a little surprised. You know, you could argue, Jr., that they have fired Jackson both too late and too early. I'm surprised that he had the job this year after the the last two years. But you since they apples. went that way, <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, but you know, since they decided okay, since they went that way, and they they know him better than we do you i would have thought they would give him a, it would give him a full season with baker mayfield
0: yeah, because I think you drafted the guy in the overall. At least, at least give the guy a, a year. And he's known to be a quarterback whisperer and a great offensive mind. But I feel like this is a John Dorsey force Haley on him. Haley, Haley thinks he should be a head coach in the league still. He has an ego by himself. I feel like it was doomed from the start with two egos. And then don't worry Greg Williams as well. Another ego. Three egos leading this team were not going to work out every, when you ask me, when you put all together in the offseason there.
9: Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of personality in the room. And when you have a young QB, that becomes a bigger deal probably. So the Browns will find, uh, they'll begin their search. And I imagine they're, they're going to look for an offensive-minded head coach this off-season.
0: And, Andy, I feel like this. I hear a lot of Mike McCarthy he known John Dorsey from Green Bay. But, to me, Mike McCarthy's offense is very of the West Coast variety, and they're starting to a hot route. It's kind of you call, you call whatever I call. You can't ad-lib or change the plays, really, like – you could in a more open offense or the cost of offense rather. So I feel like he's not a good fit for that team in Cleveland, but now you want this, this discipline and getting a team together, getting them in a, a right culture. Yes. Before your young quarterback, I don't think they will be a good fit for him in Cleveland green Bay. He's in tanks here going forward.
9: Yeah. You know, that's a hard one for me to even speak on. I don't know Mike McCarthy. He He's pretty secretive. So he doesn't, he doesn't talk to people like me to be honest, even off the record, which I understand. Um, so I I don't know what he's like. He's got such a unique situation with his quarterback there. He's got Rodgers, who got to sit behind Favre for several years, and now Rodgers is a very vested veteran. He may be the most talented guy of all time at his position, so the offense certainly has been tweaked and catered to account for that. I don't know what a Mike McCarthy offense looks like now if we're just to give him an average QB or a developmental QB.
0: You got that right. Now, let me ask you this now, Andy, do you feel like this? Um, that, hey, that the game against the Rams on Sunday may have started, started the Packers downslide here, because I feel like there's a lot of tension brewing in Green Bay. I've heard a lot of noises from people up there about it, him, him and Rodgers. Do you feel like it's real? And do you feel and Tom trade today to the Ravens, so, so they got him him out of the building now. So do you feel like the the some going on in Green Bay that Brian Goolsby may want to start over fresh with his own guy, his own people, and get Mike out of there, kind of like how he did Ted Thompson did with and, and hiring McCarthy there.
9: Uh possibly. Uh, that's an interesting theory. Um... You know, Green Bay's in a tough part of their schedule right now. I, I think I would remember when Rodgers said R E L A X. I think it's yeah. maybe one of those situations because the whole NFC, I mean, Chicago won, but the rest of the NFC North lost last week. So Green Bay's not dropping in the standings. Um, I, I I would have reevaluate that come late December. I, I don't know if that's even on the GM's mind at this point.
0: Now, Andy, do you you like today's trade deadline flurry of trades today? Because the NFL trade deadline used to be kind of dead. But now we have trades today, different kinds of – different. Dante Fowler, Golden Tate, Demarius Thomas, moving. Of course, I mentioned Tom Montgomery. Uh, So do you like how the trade deadline is getting the NFL a little bit more active than than it used to be back back in the day
9: there when it was week six? I think it makes it more – yeah, I think it's more interesting. It's it's just one more dimension of football to talk about. People like player movement and – you teams tell you a lot by how they uh, address players. They tell you how they want to play the lions, for example, really value gap uh, integrity and just clogging the middle of the field. They go out and get Damon Harrison, the Rams. They didn't say this in the offseason, but it was plain to see that they had everything you could want on defense, except an edge rusher. So they go get a guy with a lot of raw talent, at least in Fowler, uh, the Eagles trade for golden. Tate. I find that one a little bit interesting because Tate's in the, at his best in the slot. And that's the only spot where Nelson Aguilar is really affected. So they didn't have a need for that. But let's remember Tate a few years ago when he was Detroit's number one receiver for a little bit there. He played all over the formation and was very effective. And then so I think he'll be an outside receiver for the Eagles. Their teams are telling you what the film already shows. They've got weaknesses. They're in contention. They want to correct those weaknesses with the trade.
0: Yes, indeed. And Washington getting Ha Ha Clinton Dix, I thought like it helps them on the back end there. Him and swear injury in that back end makes the defense a little bit more potent and more fearful out there in Washington with Josh Norman on the outside there.
9: And, and that one, you know, I'm a little surprised by that move, to be honest, because I, I kind of like Monte Nicholson, who had been playing free safety for him. Playing both those guys in Washington, He play free safety and strong safety in that scheme. You move around. Uh, they're similar guys. Nicholson's a long-bodied guy, He's a thick guy. He's got more years on his contract than Clinton Dix. Uh, but Washington's 5-2, and two, so obviously, you know, they're in, that, they're in that buyer's market, too.
0: And Adrian Pearson, now he couldn't to work workout until so Washington's brought him in there after Doug Williams called him in there for a workout there. They signed a guy. Do you think this guy had as much gas left for the thing as he's shown this year for the Redskins?
9: He's been very impressive. He's not, you know, if you didn't know who he was, you'd think, man, this guy is a, an elite running back. Because, He's not what Adrian Peterson used to be. Um, He takes a little bit longer to change directions now, but he can still explode off of those changes of direction, and not very many guys can do that. So uh, I've been highly impressed with him. He has looked good. He's been, I mean, he's the main reason that offense has functioned at a decent level.
0: And the Giants, I feel like, is a year late on, on trying to trying to rebuild. And one of their quarterbacks got arrested today uh, up there in Jersey. But do you feel like the Giants and Dave Gillman is probably going to just wish they hadn't tried to go all in this year, fool themselves, and thinking the E Lock was good? We'll give them some weapons, sign over some, pay some guys. We'll be good to go. Because I feel like this team is, when I saw them in Atlanta here on last Monday night, it looked pretty, pretty bad and, and depressing out there. It's been the them here in Atlanta last week.
9: Yeah, things aren't going well for the Giants. I understand why they thought they were in contention for this season heading into the year and let's keep Eli and let's just get him a running back because remember that Giants team won the NFC East in 2016. So I think their thinking was when our receivers don't all get injured like they did in 2017, we can be a competitive team. It has not worked out that way. They're going to have to reevaluate. Uh, so I don't mind it, but let's remain, you know, on if we're going to criticize Eli, you got to remember his presence is the reason Saquon Barkley's there, and Barkley might be the best running back in football by season's end.
0: Yes, indeed, he may get a thousand, and a thousand rushing and receiving. Yeah, yeah. Falcon Craig there.
9: Yeah, and what's kind of the irony of that? Because he's a great player, but that thousand, thousand will be a little bit representative of, of what's wrong with the Giants' offense too. There's been a lot of dinking and dunking and your running back's going to be the beneficiary of that. But Barkley, I think, can be the focal point of a passing game, similar to what Le'Veon Bell is, at least as a number two guy, Le'Veon Bell, when he's playing with Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh.
0: That's what I'm forgetting is this, the Dallas Cowboys guy, Amari Cooper. How do you feel he'll help that offense in Dallas there on the and Garrett?
9: Honestly, I don't think he'll be a big – I mean, I think he'll, he's an upgrade, and I think he's a quality player. I see him as a really good number two. So I don't think he'll be a big difference maker in and of himself. And when I say difference maker, I I, I envision someone who changes your approach on offense, who changes the scope of how you play. I don't think Cooper can do that because he struggles against press coverage. So Dallas wants to spread out, run ISO routes, spread the field. They don't have receivers who are good enough to win by themselves in a spread formation. So they go out and get Amari Cooper, I'm not so sure he solves that issue either, and I still think the Cowboys need to have a highly-schemed passing game. Yeah,
0: Andy, with the, the knowledge as the Andy, thank you so much to the show again, my good brother. I hope to see you at Super Bowl in February, man. All right, take care. All right, Andy, have a good day. Okay, you too. for Bad Takes with Jay Monique. Jay, what's good with you? How you doing?
7: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am good. And Jay, we have a new saying here. Bad takes be get even worse takes. Because <laughs> I feel that's been my week. <laughs> that the bad takes started on Thursday. and has rolled into this week's show. And they have not stopped since last week's show, Jay.
7: Oh, no. Yes,
0: yeah, so... I new saying here is that bad takes begin even worse takes and the first bad take is this posting a live c-section you're going through on Instagram live and Facebook live nobody want to see that
7: that's disgusting
0: chick whoever chick's friend was had the Facebook IG live going of her getting her c-section done nobody want to see that crap
7: yeah, nobody wants to see that. What kind of friend is that? And why did she let her? And why did the friend agree to do it? What is going on?
0: And the friend said, did, did you get this, baby? You get you got my... How I look cut open. That's your take? How I look cut open?
7: Nobody looks good
0: cut open. And... Didn't the friend... The, the, the person who got cut on had an even worse take... "Quote, I'm unpregnant now. What does that mean?
7: What does that mean, unpregnant? <laughs> I'm I uh, quote. Who says that? <laughs>
0: I'm quote unpregnant now. <laughs> Bale, get a seat. Like
7: as if the pregnancy was reversed or something. <laughs> like you're unpregnant now. Yeah, I'm unpregnant now. What? <laughs>
0: oh my! God. It. This all on. Facebook IG live Of this bad take How I look cut open And I'm unprinting now After the child was cut out of her Yep she,
7: And she meant
0: it Once again Jay, so Social media fails us again Yep It fails us again Like are you kidding me That's your take Wow That is your take and it's just embarrassing that one has a take that bad. But once again, I just don't get it, Jay. Personally, events like births and people dying or funerals should not be on Facebook Live and do Live. That's not what it was made for. I, I agree. See, I don't like don't that. that. shouldn't be there. Jesus. And then, then her money line. I'm quote, unpregnant now. So, yep. So, so, so. Like, what?
7: <laughs> what? How about just simply say, I'm no longer pregnant, or I'm not pregnant anymore, instead of saying, I'm unpregnant.
1: Like, ma'am, you
0: can't, like, you can't quote, undo that. No, you were pregnant. Right, ma'am. I was just thinking the same thing.
7: <laughs> like, as if somebody's undoing something.
0: Ma'am, you're not, nah, we ain't undo that now. You you were pregnant and you had you got cut open now. You want you delivered your child a different route. Cause he was quoted. And Jay, she misquoted the word. Yeah, girl. Uh I think my baby my baby was breach or something. A, a breach or something. Bitch is breach, not bridge. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That video was painful I watched. It was painful.
7: Uh, that sounds painful.
0: Ignorance of certain people. So also social media. Also, Jay. Okay. This is a take. I, I, I don't want to be this mean. I don't to be this mean, though. Covering sporting events with an iPad. You call yourself a photographer, Jay. But you're using an iPad and an iPad stand as for your photography. Now. Oh, no. I'm no photographer. I'm a photography expert. But come on. An iPad should not allow you in to cover a concert or a sporting event as a photographer. You need to have a real camera with a case. You can't walk up here with an iPad as your camera to do photography. I'm sorry. That's a horrible take. Yeah, I have to agree. I think it's
7: unprofessional
0: and tacky. Yeah, and get this... The, the person had, quote, two iPads. <laughs> and had stands for both. Like, he was really a photographer.
7: Wow. That's great. That's like somebody walking into an event with media <laughs> credentials to, uh, with, with just a cell phone, talking about they're a photographer. To me, it's just the equivalent. It is. Yep,
0: you know, and you know I don't mean to talk that on people, but that was terrible. Now, Jay, this is,
1: that
0: is this is something I gotta talk about. You know, I went to the Atlanta food truck park last week,
1: and I'm sorry, Jay.
0: These food trucks are very overpriced. Out of control. Why am I paying fourteen dollars for a burger and fries? What's, a oh, no. What's your burger and fries? Chicken and waffles, twelve dollars. Five oh, no. wings, nine twenty-four.
7: Even the pizza shop don't sell five wings for nine twenty-four. I'm like, what? They meant it.
0: A one soft taco and an onch en- and a side, eight seventy-three. What?
7: That's highway robbery.
0: So Jay, I also wanna get these. I get you on I'll get you, one, I'll get you to have a business overhead. But these, you have a food truck. You're at the food truck park. But don't gal things, you're at the food truck park. Like, come on. I go ahead and try to find me a good variety of good food to eat. And I'm, not, I'm not gonna pay these premium prices for some kind of a damn uh, fucking old-ass Chevy. Hell no. Yeah. Like, I mean, chili cheese fries ten dollars?
7: You can usually get them like two fifty to three dollars at at certain events. Even up to five at the most.
0: Foot long beef hot dog, nine twenty-one?
7: Oh, that's insane. That's just taking advantage of people. They're taking advantage of the situation and, and they're price gouging people. There's no reason for the prices to be that high.
0: So I don't know about any bison in your towns, but the Atlanta Food Truck Park, I'm disappointed in them prices. I want to looking for a good meal, good something different. Now, I could afford to pay, yes, but why would I pay those prices that I know are overpriced or get over on?
7: Exactly. I wouldn't pay those prices if I was hungry. If I was really even that hungry, I would wait until after the event and then, you know, go eat elsewhere and wait till I got home.
0: Yeah, the Atlanta Food Truck Park. Not going there anytime soon. And we got this take, Jay. Um... This is from voting season Jay. But voting season is live and in full effect. We had a guy North Carolina arrestingly beat on the beat on the, the Voting machine because it angered him.
7: Oh no. <laughs> like, like, what? How okay? First the voting vote. machine angered him, so he decided to urinate
0: Hello. on it. Yes. How, how, how does those two things coordinate each other? How do you connect if how does the voting machine first anger you that's the first problem secondly it angers you why don't you ask the attendant? but no you decide to pee on it to quote, exactly make, as if it quote, was going
7: to make, make some it type it of a difference
0: how does it quote making an pee on a voting machine how does it, 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 it make it better how, it, it's electronic so you frizz in the damn machine <laughs> I, I don't understand we had a guy th- we, had, we had a guy throw a voting machine Never yeah, got a pee on one. What's wrong with these
7: men? Exactly. Who can, can throwing, urinating these machines because they're mad? I don't understand.
0: It's not that hard. If it's you have to study really with the ballot, ask an attendant at the fast vote attendant at the polls. you have to be throwing machines or peeing on machines because it quote angers you. I'm still trying to figure out how a bloody machine quote anger somebody.
7: I'm still trying to figure out myself, because I don't
0: understand. <laughs> These guys do not make sense. Don't make sense at all. So, folks,
1: that's bad takes.
7: It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars Tell me what you
3: gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me
8: Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and Scissor.
4: Okay Maybe the night that
3: my might let me know all the stars are
8: With
9: Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music
8: app today Only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long. All on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T Mobile customers. Video streams at 4 p Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions.